0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 425, and today I'm excited because I've got another TAS listener on with us. I'm going to shine the spotlight on Jason Quillian, and I hope that I pronounced his name properly. Jason, if I didn't, I apologize. I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name, but I think I got it right. But anyway, Jason posted inside of our TAS Facebook group. And he got a a great response from a lot of different people, and uh, he talks a lot about how he went from zero to six figures in revenue, by the way, and how he did this as a side project or as a side hustle, as a lot of people call it in in our community. So we're going to talk about how he did this really as a test and then how he turned it into six figures and still growing. And we're going to talk about how he found products, uh, what he does differently to his products to make them stand out. Uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff. I'm going to talk about his launch strategy. I'm going to talk about what he has planned in the future, what he sees as the future of Amazon, because he has his uh, his thoughts on that as well, which you might be surprised by. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to share him with you because again, he is. Just like you guys, he's he's a TAS listener. He's listening to the podcast. He's done this strictly by following uh, what we've been talking about here on the podcast by listening and uh, and implementing and taking action. And I think that's a big one. I want you guys to take away. A lot of people say, Scott, I want to wait until I have X amount of dollars to get started. Why? I you know that that's what I say a lot of times. Like, why do you want to wait until you have that? Like, just use what you have. And just make something from that or test something from that. You can test 10 units, 50 units, or you can do retail arbitrage and you get your feet wet. A lot of people start there. Uh, You guys know I have a, a little course out there called 1K Fast Track, and that will get you started. That will get you to the 1K. So if you're in that place... You probably want to go over and uh, check that out. Here's a little shameless plug. I wasn't even planning on throwing this in in here, but it just kind of happened. 1kfasttrack.com, and uh, you can check that out. Dom Sugar, who is uh, a good friend of mine and also part of our TAS team, he actually teaches it. He's got 20-plus years in experience uh, in that field, so uh, definitely go check that out. If you're one of those people saying, I'm going to wait until I have X amount of dollars, uh, I think you should get started like today, all right? So, Really excited to share my next guest. Like I said, Jason is going to tell us everything that he did and all of the thoughts of what went through his head during this process. And one last thing I probably should say, if you are not part of our TAS Facebook group where Jason and a lot of other cool TASers are hanging out, head over there and uh, be part of our community. And you can do that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash F isn't Frank, B as in boy, That's FB, by the way. And uh, yeah, just request to join and we'll see you over there, all right? So I'm going to stop talking now so you can listen to this awesome interview that I did with my good friend, Jason Quillian, and I hope I pronounced that right. Here we go. Well, hey, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. How you doing? Hey, great, Scott. Thanks. It's uh, it's really kind of
1: cool to be talking to you after hearing your voice for over 400 episodes now.
0: <laughs> Has it so. been that many?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, that's what it's... And I've been listening to you at one and a half times speed, so it sounds like you're pretty chilled out today. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And it's funny because I get a lot of people that say I talk fast regularly, so I can't imagine one and a half speed with Scott. Exactly. I mean, that'd be it's been, insane. Uh, yeah, I've
1: been cramming in the information, so it's... uh, <laughs> Yeah, you definitely sound a lot more intense at one and a half times speed.
0: I bet. I bet. And it was funny because I was just recording... A uh, Ask Scott session, and um, I was doing one of my typical little rants, and um, I was literally starting to sweat because I was getting uh, so into it. And I can't imagine that at one and a half speed. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've, <laughs> I've listened to all at one and a half speed, so well, almost that's every funny. Single, anyway. Yeah, that's cool.
0: funny. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm real excited to have you on. I actually, uh, I actually seen a post that was um, that was inside of our TAS uh, our, our Facebook group. And, um, and that's what kind of got me, uh, you know, aware of, of you and, and what you're doing and stuff. And I kind of wanted to just get you on. And I always like to dig into people's stories, like real people, not like, you know, people out there taunting these big, you know, these big numbers and all that stuff. I like to just get down to the nitty gritty. And I know you you shared with me some of the, uh, you know, some of your backstory and stuff and, and kind of a little bit of burnout I was hearing in, in your message and stuff. And, and then from there, you started to, to kind of figure out this thing or start to play in the private label world. So I want to just get a little bit of a background, get people caught up, and then we can dig into your private label uh, stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah, no, that's fine. So um, yeah, so I'm uh, around your age. Uh, I'm uh, Forty-four, 45. I heard. Well, you're going to yeah, be 45, forty-five in October, in, like, right? Two, in two days, actually, from the time right. of this recording. So yeah, so pretty close. So yeah, yeah, you could. I guess I don't know if it's a mid-age
0: crisis or what it is, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> let, wait a minute, we got to pause on that one because <laughs> it's funny. I I always said before I was forty, I'm like, I'll never be like that. I don't care. It's just a number. Who cares? I'm telling you what. I'm start. I have these these I moments where too. I'm like, damn man. I'm like, well, you know, five more years. I'm going to be fifty, and then yeah, and then five I, more years, uh, I'm be fifty-five. I, I keep that, I and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I can't do that. Don't even start me on that one. So, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, no, I'm originally from the – so quick backstory. I'll make it as quick as possible. Sure, I'm sure. originally from the east coast of Canada. Um, left Canada just to go on a two-month summer working summer holiday in 97. Uh, and that has turned into an IT career uh, where I've oh, been wow. lucky enough to live in the UK <laughs> – and that's my dog. Yes. Uh, <laughs> was it Scooby? So, uh, yeah, Scooby. Yep.
0: Nice. Name, they, the kids, Black Lab, he, right?
1: Named him. Yeah, exactly. Black Lab. Love it. Probably two years old. His birthday's uh, in 10 days. <laughs> nice. Happy <laughs> so, <yeah>. birthday, Scooby. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, um, So went in a two-month summer holiday, turned into a career in IT, uh, living in the UK mainly, but also in Australia for a little bit. Uh, so, I was quite fortunate in that sense. Quite enjoyed yeah. the career. Uh, the career ultimately led me to Switzerland in the most recent place. Um, and I, I guess maybe it's been 20 years doing that. I, I'm actually, you know, we always talk about testing in the, te- in the, um, private label community, test everything. Sure. Well, that, that's actually my job. So testing things. So software okay. testing. <laughs> oh, so wow. It, okay. It, it, it kind of comes natural to me. Um, And um, yeah, I've always been a bit of a side investor and I guess chicken entrepreneur, if you want to call that, just somebody on the side doing it is more of a hobby than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, It it always interests me. I read an article around retail arbitrage uh, and it actually then had a little blurb from Greg Mercer, uh, Jungle Scout, um, which led me into his collaborative launch, which ultimately led me into your podcast.
0: Oh, wow. So, interesting i like that yeah that's that's cool it's yeah, funny how things led, just kind of yeah exactly so happened. it was just
1: sort of one thing led to another and the, the retail arbitrage thing didn't really appeal to me mm-hmm. uh, mainly because it's pretty hard to find anything cheap and living in switzerland oh, uh, okay. so, <laughs> so that wasn't really that gonna makes work. it hard right yeah absolutely <laughs> you can't just pop down to your costco or walmart or anything like that yeah to get something on, in the clearance bins um yeah and the private label thing sounded much more interesting uh i thought well also, it has sort of higher barriers to entry. You need a sure. little bit of cash capital, which um, I'm lucky in that sense. Uh, and so, yeah, one thing led to another. I, my original budget, I set aside five grand. Um, went through the whole, uh, you know, all the steps that you talk about, really. And the 10 by 10 by 1 thing really intrigued me. I thought, and that's why I said to my wife, I said, well, I'll try it. I'll see how it goes, if sure. it works, and let's go from there.
0: Yeah, it has that's awesome. Well. That's awesome. You know, and and, and again, I mean, you, you definitely did shorten up that. I mean, you've got a big background. I mean, as far as like you, you've dabbled in a lot of different things. I see here, um, you even started your second online business lead generation, um, in 2010 and 11. So, I mean, you're no stranger to, uh, to the online space. You, you understand it. You're obviously a smart guy being in the it, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, work, uh, place as far as like, you know, understanding all that stuff. So you're, you're a smart guy, you understand it. Um, and it sounds like you've had a pretty darn cool little career. I mean, I mean, being able to bounce around from, you know, here to yeah, there, it been, sounds really great. cool.
1: Uh, it's been really great. And, and when I first started it, cause I sort of stumbled into it, I guess would be the best way mm. to describe it. Um, it was just that time when it contracting in the UK was really going bang busted gangbusters, and they were looking for people. And I happened to be in the right place and right time and gave it a try. Um, yeah, and it, and it started off as something that was really cool. I thought, oh, this is great! I get paid to sort of break stuff on a daily basis. <laughs> figure out how to fix it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't even have to fix it. I just have to tell the people who built it that it's broken. Oh, so okay. Was, <laughs> like, so that's it's, even it's, better. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great job in that respect. That was always the intrigue of it. And there's with software. There's, I mean, we've all had issues with software, of course. Oh, yeah. and, and there's many ways to break it. So, um, so it's it's uh, it's it's hard to make it unbreakable shall we say Mm, so the developers mm. have a harder job than i always had as a software tester and test manager Mm. um but yeah and then i was just getting to the point where i wasn't finding the career as satisfying maybe it was burnout maybe it was just circumstances maybe it was a longing for something else uh maybe it was just yeah there's a whole host of things that were sort of happening and we decided to pack it in for now and move country with the family and uh here we are so now we've moved from switzerland to spain just i've literally arrived just a couple days ago and um yeah. And I'm going to focus full time uh, for now on the private label business. Nice. So.
0: nice. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's really cool. I mean, to just hear your story. I mean, again, you've been at it a while as far as like, you know, in, in what you've been good at, you know what I mean? Like, let's face it, you go there and you, you kind of understand that, that business, but then something happens. I, I don't, and I can't explain it either. I mean, I think everyone has their own situations and I I'm reading again, a little bit of what you had written to me, But, you know, I mean, like you talked about like a healthy lifestyle that was kind of like not there. You weren't exercising, too tired, stressed, um, you know, and and just even not enough to do because you want or not not enough energy to really pursue what you wanted to play around with, you know, in in another business. Um, So, I mean, so was the I guess what was the turning point for you? Was it that that you just kind of had this little wake up call that you're like, you know what? I gotta just do something. I gotta make a change here because I'm not, I'm not happy or I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling good. Like what was it?
1: That was, that was a big part of it. I mean, it, I mean, this is, so I started it back at the beginning of 2016. And when I say started, I spent three months just reading and listening to your podcast sure. and, and just sort of getting a feel for, okay, is this something I really want to invest my time in being yeah. a, a father or a husband and, you know, and, and, Employee and there's a lot going on, sure, and an restaurant sure. side, um, and so then after sort of listening to everything and watching everything, then I said, okay, well, let's dabble in. So I picked a product. So it was around. Well, actually, I went July. I went live in July 2016 with my first product. So it was about another three months to get it online. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I posted into the TAS community, the reason why I did that really is because, you know, there's a lot of people, I mean, include myself and I'm sure you have your moments too, where we struggle with things. There's always issues that crop up. Amazon's changed the rules or somebody's, you know, messed around with our listing or there's just so many. There's always something else. Um, And it just went down that path where i thought well it's one year you know it'd be kind of and i've done all right as it showed on a revenue basis it was about one hundred thirty-three thousand. Nice. i went from one to four products and you hear all these people saying oh it doesn't work and, and i just want to sort of show well it can still work there's no guarantees of course in life maybe i got lucky uh, to be honest the first product is still my best i don't know if that's a curse or a blessing because <laughs> uh maybe i would have been demotivated if it hadn't worked the first time but yeah. um yeah and then it, going back to the original point where why make the change uh it's sort of summed up with uh, me and my wife discussing it and and you know we've got the money to invest in it and you know we, we definitely have, I have, we both have good careers and we're enjoying life in Switzerland and everything but we just said well, you know if we don't do this now we're always going to wonder what if you know um, mm. 20 years and I'm officially, I guess, retirement age. So then you start thinking, well, oh, you know, this is going to change massively in the next 20 years. This is not going to get any easier to do in 20 years. So <laughs> why not just try to focus on it now and, and see where the journey leads us?
0: Yeah, no. And, and I think, and again, <clears throat> I think that's, it's a per that's a perfect way to think about it too. Like it's a mindset thing, I think for a lot of people and mm-hmm. you're like, you, you gave yourself like a, a one year type of like, let, let's see what happens here. Let's give it a year. Let's see what happens. And again, like you said, like you knew that like moving forward, you wanted something else that was a little bit more, I, I hate saying like, you know, recurring or, you know, like passive, but it, it kind of can be. With with very little, uh, you know, maintenance or upkeep, if yeah. you set things up right. But with what you're doing in, in your, you know, the being in the IT world, like mm-hmm. there is a day that you're like, all right, I want to I want to retire, right? Yeah. Like I look at like things that I'm doing today, I don't really look at it as like I'm ever going to retire, right? Yeah, like I'm I, guess, just, I
1: guess it depends on you. Absolutely depends on your definition of retirement. I don't see yeah. myself sitting around in the sun chair all day and doing nothing. It, it's no. just it's a question of well 20 years the whole amazon space and everything e-commerce will be massively different than it is because you think 20 years ago from now which is when i started my career in 97 it's been massive and they say in it that they say the technology doubles uh, every two years is it or something like that so there's some sort of stat like that so yeah we're moving at lightning pace here so uh, we really are yeah absolutely i mean uh, yeah i mean you you hear it probably more than I do, about just how everyone goes up in arms every time, just a simple terms of service changes <laughs> I know. and all the technology behind <laughs> it that uh, that even uh, throws it even for more of a curve later on with them updating their algorithms, pay per click rankings, and yeah, all that stuff. So well, yeah, it, it was more—it was just a question of really just saying, yeah, well, let's give it a try now because if we don't, you know, it's twenty years before you hit that age of retirement shall we say right and then you're always going to say well you know i didn't do it because i was really enjoying it for a while and i am enjoying it i, I love the whole business process so like i said i've always been a bit of a hobby business person and so that whole okay find a product in demand figure out how you can innovate and it's so much easier now with you know everybody loves to complain on the internet so <laughs> so it's easy to find the negative comments um,
0: Isn't that and then
1: Arrange the logistics, get or find the supplier, arrange the, the the negotiation, the price, everything. Then deal with the logistics, get it in. I'm an international seller because I'm abroad, so getting it through U.S. customs, I decide because I know the U.S. market better than probably I say I should probably say the North American market better, being the Canadians, or fellow mm-hmm. North American. Um, so I know the you know the differences between the U.K. English and the uh, North American English. So. Yeah. So it just sort of, I love that whole thing. And I got to that point in work where I was just, as you said, I guess burnt out or whatever, where I was just like, you know, I wasn't exercising and, and the business was doing well, which is the time when you think you should enjoy it most.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't, and yeah. I wasn't
1: even enjoying it. I was like, oh, I'm just, it was just uh, honestly almost on autopilot for about two to three months, if not more. So yeah. which, and it suffered a bit from that, but so I'm recovering from that now, um, but yeah, I'm full steam ahead now I've, I've got uh, five products online. I've got another one coming online in the UK uh, very soon, probably within a month. And I've got five more coming from another supplier. No, sorry, not five, seven. Wow. Seven more. So really trying to scale up the product lines um, and see how that goes.
0: Cool. So, okay. That, and that's awesome. I mean, you know, for people that are listening right now, I mean, there's, there's, you know, there, there's nothing like secretive here, right? It's like, you, you know, Amazon is giving us, all of the things that we need to know by, you know, looking at the data and then saying like, okay, how do we make it better? Like like you said, there's never been a better time for us to kind of go online, whether it's Amazon or any other site and hear how people are complaining about stuff. And then for you to listen in and go, oh, let me make that better. That'll be a better product. Um, and then understanding the market and all that stuff. So let's kind of go back to your product research in the beginning. What was your what was your strategy? I guess like, was, you know, was it something that you were we're using, or were you just like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and just kind of just see whatever I can find that matches some numbers and then just launch.
1: Uh, I, I like your idea of the touch list, to be honest. Um, and, mm-hmm. and my wife is really good at that. She keeps coming back every day with, uh, Hey, why, I think we should sell this. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <"Well>, <laughs> <laughs> so, my wife we, does the same <laughs> thing too, by the way, Jason. The,
1: with, with, and I said, well, I need to see if it sells on Amazon, not whether, you know, it's being sold in a, in a, in a store in Switzerland. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, yeah. And, and then it's about fine time. So the original, uh, you know, uh, not trying to plug, but I believe you get a cup of coffee anyway. But I went to Jungle Scout. Uh, yep. I, I downloaded Jungle Scout, uh, and I, would, I used their the web app, if I remember, also to have the filter which says, okay, try and find you know, going by that 10 by 10 by one criteria, try and yep. find a product with where I could see the breadth and depth of market that I could figure that if I could get in the sort of top 10, I'd sell 10 a day mm-hmm. and that the margins look to be around that. I could make them around $10 uh, a unit. Yep. And that was it really. And then well, now that I say that, of course, then all the mem- memories start flooding back. So I came up with a <laughs> short list of, of around 10. Okay. And actually that just, and I was, and you know, sort of, Refined that a bit, and I was down to sort of the top three. And uh, I remember one of them. I was I was thinking, oh, this sounds like the really good one. It, you know, on numbers, it all sounded great. The problem I had with that one, and I put and I, I changed my mind on the very last day when I was about to place the order, was I couldn't find anything that I could really make it unique. Mm. And so I was thinking, how am I? You know, I, it's just going to be another one of those yep. with my name with my brand on it. And that made me uncomfortable, thankfully, because now I look at it and the prices have dropped massively. And I think it's because people have sort of run out of ideas on how to make this different. Now, I'm sure somebody out there in the audience will have a, an idea and uh, maybe refine it again. But uh, yeah, these things evolve. But I couldn't figure anything out. And I didn't mm-hmm. see a lot of negative comments. There's you know, the occasional little thing here and there, but nothing that I thought, everyone's just going to copy this in a month. Um, so, so yeah, so that was it. So in the end, this one just sort of, it was a, shall we say, a bit more of a complicated product than I thought when I when I saw it, when I saw it. And I, I know it, so it's not something I, w- I wasn't aware of or anything. It's not something trendy, but quite mm-hmm. the opposite, to be honest. And I, I try and go for those um, the the un as, uh, I think the, un, the, unsexy. Yeah, the yeah. unsexy yeah the unsexy things I don't want to just have a whole inventory of fidget spinners uh, sitting around. Uh, that makes yeah, me right.
0: uncomfortable
1: with inventory everywhere. I mean, there's some huge money I'm sure to be made in it, but I prefer a bit of a slow and steady stable income so that was it it was really trying to find something with breadth and depth of market and you know what that means with the you know going into jungle scout and seeing okay is there enough people here um another enough other sellers shall we say with you know enough sales so be it roughly 300 a month or is it every you know one person has all the sales and dominating and i found one um it's it's not a new product so it was a bit difficult to innovate on it but with the comments there was something that seemed to jump out Mm -hmm. and so and then I did that and I'm not very good at designing things so that was a bit of a because I'm easier I'm better at breaking things and taking them apart than putting them together so uh, (laughs) so I I found yeah I I came up with an idea I approached some suppliers and I've had nothing but good experience with the Chinese suppliers I've been dealing with to be honest Um, and they helped me even sort of design it in the end and they they sort of gave me some drawings said well is this sort of what you mean and yeah and then, now, uh,
0: let, let me ask you this, because a lot of people think that they have to do a mold or something. Did you have to do a mold?
1: No, I didn't. Not okay, so you,
0: so you just did like a, a tweak or a modification, yep. um, whether it's adding a new strap or whether it's adding, a, exactly. you know, something, exactly. a handle a little bit longer, whatever, yep. right? Yep. Um, so you're adding something to it that might have uh, like, you know, just solved a problem within that product. But I it was just like... added
1: another feature to it is what right. I did. Right, okay.
0: Too complicated.
1: Okay. So that, okay. that was about it. Yeah.
0: Okay. And let me ask you this. So, what was the experience like for you finding a supplier? Was it um, going to Alibaba and then finding one there and then yes. starting to dig in? Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, I, I followed the, uh, shall we say, the usual yep. guidance. And, and yeah, I went straight to Alibaba. I had contacted, phew, I'd have to dig it out, but let's say probably 20 ish yep. uh, suppliers. And, and you, quickly see the ones that are good at communicating you can quickly you know and i just ask some sort of ballpark prices and you know and then you get down to the samples so i had four different suppliers i think that sent me samples and you could really see the difference in quality and to be honest it was quite interesting because the one that i ended up ultimately picking really didn't get the spec I gave him. He was well off on the spec, but the quality was really good and his price was fantastic. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it gave me a bit of a challenge here because I was thinking, mm-hmm. okay, these other guys have understood everything I said and provided me with a really good quality product, but it was two or three times as expensive. And I was okay. thinking this is really going to sort of hurt me. So I, I, what I ended up doing was taking – you know, because nobody had sort of nailed it. And I went and took pictures of all the different samples I had gotten, sent it to what turned out to be the cheapest supplier and said – can you do something like this? Because, you know, I, and I explained to him, I said, you know, I asked for these sort of things, but, uh, you know, obviously you, you haven't quite understood what I meant. Here's a picture of what I'm looking for. Mm. Um, and then they came back with the second sample and it was fantastic.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes pictures is better than explanation. Pictures right? is definitely
1: worth it. Yeah. 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 It was so much easier with pictures, but it's quite hard because I'm not such a good, uh, I don't have the best drawing ability, shall we say. Right. So it was quite hard. And I I did try. I, I I think I did too much in words. I think I'm used to being more uh, written then. So I think I gotcha. that's something that changes. Probably send, you know, I think I probably provided some, you know, sample pictures of like a couple of the competitors effectively, but not really detail. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. That's what I think I would do different going forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that makes sense. Even if he showed like, a variety of different pictures of not even all put together, but like I want this thing included on this thing, right? And it's like you can add those different features, even if you just got a Google image. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and at least show them. But um, I, I like hearing that that you actually, you know, went on Alibaba. I mean, we have a, a brand that we just started about six months ago. It's doing really well, and we followed everything to a T that we talk about here on the podcast, like every Mm -hmm. single thing, everything I teach in my class, like everything is like the same, like, but some people think like uh, you can't do it. Like the ways that you're saying, Scott, like, it's just too, too straightforward. It's too simple. And I'm like, no, it's just, I'm not saying you're going to go there and find that product on Alibaba and then you're just going to brand it. And that's it. I'm saying you're going to find your supplier there and do exactly what you did and start to ask questions and say, can you do this? Can you do that? And then that's where they can start to make a unique product for you.
1: And that's what sort of happened. I mean, when we talk, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on it at some point, but the, the bumps in the road along the way over the last year and a half, I guess, quarter, it was one of the bumps I had was refunds um, mm-hmm. and still continue to suffer from it. It's, it's a high, much higher rate than what I would like and that, what I had planned. Um, so that's certainly hurt uh, when you look. you know, I put my revenue out there, but sure. that hasn't really given me the ideal – profit margins I was hoping for. So you know, what,
0: it, what is the, I mean, without disclosing, yeah. like, you know, the product, but like, what is the main reason? Is it like, they're not clear on how it's being used or you know, this, this is something
1: I'm still struggling with. Cause it's literally, cause I go through the review comments. I didn't even know that you could find that report in there. That's a really useful report. Yeah, oh yeah. By the way. It's under the, uh, I can't remember exactly where it is. I have to bring it up, but it, there's a, there's a returns report, which tells you generally if they give feedback exactly yep. what they wrote for the feedback and that's invaluable because I, yep. I have the automated email sequence and I write back to them and it, yep. with an automated software say hey let me know but of course not everybody's going to spend the time to do no. that no. but they've already done it a lot of times for Amazon and literally in some of those things in some of those comments it'll one person will say it's too big the other person will say it's too small someone will say mm. it's too thick someone will say it's too thick. Mm. Uh, someone will say oh it's not the color that it showed on my way, on my screen and it is <laughs> but it's it's it's
0: yeah, your calibration on your screen isn't the yeah, whatever, right it's, it's like, like
1: yeah that's it's tough. Like, man yeah. It, it's 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 really hard and it's 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 in that 30 dollar range so it's, okay it's, it's that's the same sort of price um so it, it's been really hard but what that has allowed me to do though is is take that feedback. I've tried to address, you know, some of them are genuine issues that they've had. Um, And so I've improved the product. Uh, There's on the third model now, I believe. Um, And a slightly different one for the UK market coming up. But um, what I've done with that feedback really, because I said I went from one to four products and now I've got a fifth one, is I use that to come up with variations of the product. Gotcha. So, this is where I've sort of deviated from the, the process, if you like, of going to Jungle, you know, or mm-hmm. your chat, touch list or Jungle Scout to sort of short list, then go to Alibaba. I already had the supplier. The supplier can make all these variations. So, I went to him and said, Look, these, this is the sort of feedback. Somebody complained about the quality of the materials once. I said, Look, do you have, it was just a simple question, do you have better materials? Yeah. He said, "Yeah, yeah, of course, but it, you know, it comes at a more cost." I said, "Well, how much?" He said, "Like, oh, 20 cents a unit." I said, "Oh man, why? <laughs> <Right. how much?" laughs> why would I we know a lot of times their cost to, is not yeah. as much
0: as you think, right?"
1: Absolutely. I said, "I couldn't believe." it. I said, "We'll no, just do that." I said, "Yeah, this is better. This is if this is going to be so much better, then right. we have to do this. This is not, yeah. So, and the, you know, the supplier has been great, but they haven't." You know, I, I did engage. That was a key thing. You know, you guys have talked about it before. Having an inspection company on site in China has been massive. Mm-hmm. They weren't used to that at the beginning either. They they found them quite difficult. And okay. and at first I thought they, they meant like, oh, well, there's a problem with the people doing the inspection. He said, no, mm-hmm. it's just the, the quality criteria is so high. And I explained it to them. I had to say, look, look if you don't hit the quality criteria, the, the Western consumer is quite – picky mm-hmm. and that's going to increase my returns more returns means i get a, less sales which means i order less from you right right <laughs> I, like, I have this right. of, uh, business for both of us we have to hit the quality mark that i've asked otherwise we this isn't going to last so mm-hmm. and they understood that so it, it's always not always they've been much better there's the occasional issues naturally when you're doing anything mass volumes
0: yeah, but yeah a- absolutely so cool.
1: Sorry to jump in. But yeah, so the feedback has been really driving my product development now. Um that's been the key thing. Instead of doing starting the whole process over, like you said, you had followed it mm-hmm. all again. I've sort of been taking those return comments and other feedback that I find when they put product reviews in and just using that to sort of expand my product range for the
0: most part. Yeah, so okay, so and like you said, you're you're about ready to to launch another seven. Are they all variations? Mm.
1: No, these ones are, shall we say, premium materials. Okay. So they have premium materials in it. And I went away from uh, China. Uh, and we. it turns out a friend of the family had visited us uh, over Christmas. And it turns out that he has, uh, it's on my wife's side, uh, owns three factories in another country. Oh, wow. <laughs> so That's kind of no, convenient. So, I had no idea, but so this. as you're
0: breaking bread, and uh, you know, yeah, he's yeah, like, exactly. oh, by the way,
1: yeah, by the way, I make yeah, all, all this, I make similar stuff for uh, international brand. Oh, okay, well, this sounds like something that could be interesting. It's a different uh, culture, so it comes with its own set of unique challenges. Sure, um, the Chinese are, are much faster than this particular culture, so uh, yeah, it's. But it's it's been great because it's it's one of those things I figure, again, not everybody's going to have that connection. So instead Absolutely. of just finding on Alibaba, I've got another barrier to entry for people.
0: Yeah. Oh, so. no, I, I love that. That's uh that's really, really powerful. And again, I mean, it's it's one of those things where people would say, well, you know, he had, you know, an advantage. Well, yeah, but it happened because, you know, he had company over and they got covered. And I always tell people, yeah. like, you don't know the people that you're hanging out with on their connections, you know what I mean? Like talk a little bit about what you're doing maybe. And then yeah, conversation happens. And then boom, we, you know, you get something like this, which is awesome. Um, that's really cool. So, all right. So I, again, I like to give people kind of the play by play. So you, you launched your, what was the launch like And, and how, how many units did you, did you initially start with?
1: if I remember correctly the initial one and generally what I do every time is I just try and get no more than sort
0: of 500. Yep. I'm with you on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just as, and that's what I do with my most recent one, I'm probably, you know, we'll go through that whole sellout thing, but I'll probably sell it at some point cause it seems to be picking up velocity, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. But of course the flip side of that is, is when's the right time to order? Is it just mm. a bump or is it, yeah. So the, going back to the original launch process, um, And one of the challenges I've had was pay-per-click, even though I have experience in it with other businesses that I had done online with Google pay-per-click and everything. It was a bit – going from one product to multiples was really hard to structure it. I found I was really struggling to figure out how to structure that to make this easier to follow. But the initial one was really, as you said, I just set up a broad campaign. The keywords were pretty obvious I'd say
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh,
1: for the most part um, you know I, I love the idea of long tail keywords unfortunately for my, the product that I have not many people are searching for that many long tail pr- keywords you might gotcha. get to maybe three yep. it's pretty rare they search for four yep. so the, and that's one of the particular challenges so it becomes quite a competitive it is quite a competitive space for the keywords mm. uh, which is yeah not been the most helpful for again for profitability with regards to the a cost um, but I view that as sort of, and, and it sort of ebbs and flows in one sense of an investment. I, I don't mind paying, you know, literally my sort of breaking point is around the 70% A cost, which is mm-hmm. way, over it's not profitable at all. Right, right. But the way I look at it is it's giving me sales, which gives me ranking, which helps my organic side.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. And,
1: and that's the way I look at it. You know, it, it's just an investment. It's marketing expense at the end. I say, mm-hmm. Just like it doesn't count, but it does as long as it's driving sales because I I remember I tried to – what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of tone down the pay-per-click spend and it became a a very vicious circle. As Mm -hmm. I was – this is where I was like, man, I just can't work this pay-per-click thing because as soon as you start trying to optimize the pay-per-click, it felt like all my sales are drying up now. It was working really well. (laughs) Then it Mm -hmm. just – starts edging away and then you start losing control of it and then you've got no sales and then you start to have to jack the the price back uh, the the pay-per-click back up and then it starts ramping up again and then you find you're spending too much on pay-per-click so you go in you're getting sales but it's just becoming too expensive for sale and it's there's a i've, I've been having a it's been a a challenge to get that balance right and i had it and then i restructure i feel like i had it it was going pretty well and then i restructured things again uh and introduced another product and went through the whole launch with broad keywords uh exact and uh phrase with just inc- incre- incremental um click price strategy okay uh, and that's been going all right like i said it's yeah, it's hard with the, every, everybody, myself included, always wants to see something become profitable from day one, which is an of unrealistic course. expectation. So No, uh,
0: yeah. no, it's, it's totally not. <laughs> but, and uh, if, it, if that happens, I, I think then then that's great, but I wouldn't expect it. It's kind of like a business that starts up, right? I mean, they don't generally look to be profitable right out of the gate, right? I mean, they have a whole bunch of upfront costs. They have overhead. They have, you know, absolutely. promotions, you know, grand oh. openings, all that stuff. Um, but the, the one thing I want to know is like when you launched, was it pretty much you, you launched, did you list your price lower to get a, uh, you know, to kind of get attention there and then run pay-per-click?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I tried. uh, I I guess I did a variety of things when I think about it. The pay-per-click was sort of definitely the breadwinner. It was Mm -hmm. the thing that kept, kicked it off and really did well. Um, I also, because this is before the time, I didn't exchange for reviews, yep. but yes, I had discount codes out there and, okay. and, and th- those sites, shall we say, at that point were um, still mainly known for encouraging yeah. people who buy to leave reviews. And some of them, I think, may have even said you had that was sort of the expectation. Sure. That's all changed nowadays, of course. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, so that there was definitely some promotional elements. So the price was lower uh, than what it is now. Uh, I think I might've been maybe even at $20 or something like that, but nothing extreme. Like it wasn't like one or two or $5 or
0: 10 gotcha.
1: insane like that. It was just, it was a showing as a discount. Gotcha. It was, um, pay-per-click then the, um, yeah, the, uh, the discount code promotions, wherever I could try and do it. I was doing it effectively. Um, and there was something else which just just escaped my mind. Um,
0: well, while you're thinking okay. of that, let me ask you another question and maybe that'll come to you. But like, so what is there, I mean, for you moving forward, um, mm-hmm. because like you said, it's, it's, it's harder right now for when you get multiple skews. Um, but the one thing is if you have, if you have the one SKU, but yet variations that are underneath that, that parent, um, are you driving to one of the more popular ones and then leading people in that way?
1: And that's, and that comes back to the structure. What I've done in the end is I actually have one. Uh, campaign per skew. Okay. And then within that I've got ad groups for um, exact phrase and, and broad for sure. all the keywords. And then and the exact ones the most expensive, then the phrase, then the broad. And then it sort of filters down. So I'll start off spending loads on the exact phrase match. Um, let's say it's a dollar or whatever app yeah, per click, which isn't mm-hmm. loads, loads, but that's the highest one. And It'll be for that SKU, and all the SKUs will start off with exact at $1 for, let's say, 20, 30 keywords, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start watching it. I'll let the data come in, and you have to be patient with this, as you know, because oh, yeah. A, not everybody just buys right then, so it could be, you know, which is why Amazon measures your sales from a, a week after the click on one level. Um, and B, uh, they don't even report it for t- up to two days, they say, for 48 hours after it's even happened. So, exactly. Exactly. So you've got to give it some time. So I give it at least a couple weeks initially. And then mm-hmm. I'm a bit more regular and filter out ones that aren't performing. So in my case, say they're over the 70% ACoS and not really returning. Now, if they have high volumes of sales, then I might make my own exception say, well, you know, I don't want to end up in that vicious circle again where I kill that one. Yes, it's a cost to me, but it's bringing in three quarters of the pay-per-click sales. Gotcha. That's going to sting. So, um,
0: yeah, it is. It's a balancing act for sure. And and I I totally get it. Um, let me ask you this. Um, are you doing anything outside of Amazon to drive sales?
1: Uh, I do have my own website, which is fulfilled by Amazon. So that's, so the off Amazon, I believe, you know, you, you always talk about Amazon being a great place to launch. And I agree with that. I think you need to think a bit further term. That's sort of part of my plan going forward is to work on the off Amazon side too. Okay. Um, so there is some there, but it's really minuscule. I tried to do, I think it was Walmart or jet.com and they said, Oh no, you, you gotta be, this was, I was only six months in. They said, we want to see people trading for at least a year and you need to have a feedback rate, at least a hundred feedback ratings. And I didn't hit those criteria yet. Gotcha. i there now. I haven't done it again because, uh, from what I've heard, it sounds like their interface is a bit clunky and, and I really don't want to be spending loads and loads of time working on a clunky interface. Mm it's where you spend your time at the end
0: a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Where's, where's the 80, 20 rule here? You know what I mean? And I, I see, I mean, everyone thinks that, you know, that's, you know, Walmart's going to be the, you know, the next big thing. Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but it it is. And from what I've heard, I haven't sold on it, so I don't know. But from what I've heard is definitely it is clunky. And I mean, the sales are just a small, a small percentage of what it is, um, on Amazon. Now with that being said, um, I am a fan of getting your own traffic. And you know that if you listen to the podcast, I'm a big fan of whether it's, it's aligning yourself with an influencer or whether it's getting someone, um, you know, in your space to help you um, bring attention to it or building your own audience. And I know you said like, you're probably working on something like that, but I'm telling you right now, like in our new brand, like if, if we didn't have that, we would just be another one of those, you know, of those products. And because we can drive sales like yesterday, just for example, I mean, the time that we're, we're talking here yesterday, I mean, we had like 60 plus sales come outside of Amazon wow. that, That's and it was full price, like nothing. We didn't do anything. Only thing is, is that we, we talked about it. We mm-hmm. got attention to it. We did a little tutorial video about it. And now when you, now when you do videos on Facebook, you can attach your product below it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: That is pretty cool. Yeah, no, I haven't done enough on that. And I'm not much of a, even though I've worked in IT, I'm not much of a social media person. Yeah. And that's something I need to change. <laughs> so
0: I'm telling I've actually,
1: you. Yeah, yeah I've, I've recently engaged a company to help me out with that, to be honest, on the off Amazon side of things. And, mm. I'm probably a weaker way, uh, so away from doing this contest through Facebook, and and this will give me. We'll see how it goes. You know, they're sort of touting that oh, I could get up to a thousand leads, and ten to twenty percent of those may convert into sales, even in addition to the giveaway in the mm-hmm. in the contest and everything. So that that's an area that I'm definitely looking in, and and partly a, it's a diversification. I need to you know definitely. I know I need to go and get things off Amazon. Yep. Um, and B, yeah, well, actually, I don't even know if there is a B. I think that's just the B. The A and the B is just to get sales from off Amazon. Yeah. I haven't approached influencers yet. I said this is a bit of a uh, it, it, the products that I'm looking at currently or that I'm selling currently are they're they're nothing fancy. So there's something that people would use on a on a daily basis, but they last a while. They're not something that you you know they could last years. So they're gotcha. it's a. Yeah, and and I can't say that there'd be a particular. Well, you could probably segment the market, but the, it, it, you know, I know this is always the the thing that kills these sort of conversations. It says who's your target market, and it's almost anyone. Yeah, it's not anyone, but it's it's pretty broad. Okay, uh, and so yeah, I haven't had. I've tried a couple Facebook posts, and you know, I've tried uh, posting when I had a lightning deal on Amazon or something, and uh, that's brought in a couple things, but it hasn't wowed me yet with anything.
0: I I think once you, I I think once you do dig into like maybe one of the more popular applications that it's being used for, and then you can really target that, and that may only be a a small part of your sales, but it's going to be something that can drive those sales that your competition will not really even have the advantage of doing. Um, And I think that's where, again, like you said, diversifying it's huge, but then also, you know, if you're able to drive those sales, outside of Amazon. And you're not even using, you know, pay-per-click in a sense, as far as to help drive those, that just takes you to the next level. And again, like you said, you want something you're going to build, that's going to be sustainable. So, you know, in 15 or 20 years, you have like a business that you can say, well, we grew, you know, we, we didn't just rely on Amazon and now we have these other little channels in place. That's going to help drive um, to wherever the traffic is, you know? Absolutely. That's Um, what I
1: hope to do. You know, the thing I love about business in general is it's something that's you can teach and i've got two little girls and i'm hoping one day that the, that's what they'll you know this will be something of interest to them so and they already seem to have a little bit of an interest in it and we're lucky enough that they're going to a school how, how old are actually, your kids uh, one's about to be 9 and the other one's 6 so okay. uh, perfect so yeah and and they've just started a new school and they're learning uh, mandarin oh wow <laughs> which is quite that's cool. pretty awesome so jeez <laughs> that's really yeah. Cool. yeah imagine so that's that cool so they're learning a few languages which is really cool
0: that so, is and yeah, I told him, yeah. I said,
1: well, if you do well at Mandarin, we'll take a business trip and you can help me find some products. and. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> so,
1: so, there you yeah. go. That'd be so, awesome. Okay. But maybe I'll end up in the toy market. Who better to pick toys and children? Oh so, my uh, gosh. Yeah.
0: You're not kidding. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I've, you know, I've got uh, three kids as well. I've got a nine-year-old, a 19-year-old and a 22-year-old and my, I mean, all of them think about business, just not like your average 19 or 20 year old, or even nine-year-old. My, my nine-year-old always comes up to me and says, dad, what do you think about this one? Private label this one, you know, like, and, and, or, or she's talking about like even doing videos and, and, and getting, get, building an audience already. And I'm like, whoa, 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 let's, let's slow down here. But she understands like the online business, you know, and, and kind of like at a young age, like what, what an advantage that our kids have yeah. from just watching, Um, and seeing what we're doing and just the casual conversations that we have in the car with our, you know, wives. And, um, it's just, you don't realize what an impact you're making on them. And I didn't really realize it either until my, my, uh, older kids now started to, uh, to show me that I'm like, wow, they they were paying attention. Um, it's pretty awesome. So, uh, and and I don't think that's something you can really teach in school. It's gotta be something that's gotta be applied and it's gotta be practiced and, and, uh, it's hard, you know, to, to kind of learn that out of a book. You know? Absolutely. So I, I love that. I think, we, you know, we all have that ability to, to really inspire our kids to think outside the box. And, and as they're young, I mean, they're soaking it up like sponges. So yeah. it's even like you said, learning all these different languages for them is easy, you know, yeah. for us, it's hard, you know I mean? We gotta, we gotta kind of like, we're, our mind is focusing on a whole bunch of other things. And, and for us to go ahead and do that, it's a little bit harder than a kid.
1: No, oh, absolutely. And it's that whole teach somebody how to fish thing, you know? Uh, oh, like, yeah. You know, every Love parent that. wants their kids to be self-sufficient, sure. so and being able to fend for themselves and, and, yeah, do what they need to do in life to get ahead.
0: Absolutely. So, as we're wrapping up here, let's talk quickly about some some of the the challenges. And I, I know you have a list here, but let's just uh, like <laughs> don't even what, remember what the list said. No, what 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 LP. come? Well, yeah, you, you had sponsored ads. You did have sponsored yep. ads. Finding yep. the right balance, and I think that's going to be that's going to be constant. I don't think you're yep. ever going to be like, oh, I've got it. I got the golden no. ticket here, no, right? Absolutely. Not. And then I think you know that, right? In business, things are always changing. You're always yeah. pivoting. You're always adjusting. Um, it was funny. I heard an analogy the other day. Where like when they when they you know shoot a rocket off to the moon, uh, you know what I mean? Like they're not like they're not going to go in a straight line. Like they're going to yep. go up once they, once they get through the atmosphere, they're going to, you know, have different bursts. They're going to have to adjust. They're going to have to correct the course You're like all this stuff, but they have to do it along the way. They can't predict that because, you know, things are different once you, once you get moving um, and it's, that's business, that's life. Um, so I think sponsored ads. Yes. I mean, I think you got a handle on it. I think you just, you, you realize though, an important thing I think is that in order to drive sales through pay-per-click, um, y- you, understand that you're driving sales to get yourself rankings. And then from those rankings, you're getting organic sales, but yep. you can overdo that where you're not getting enough organic to make up the difference. But I think you have a good, a good, uh, you know, handle on that. But again, I think your, your next thing is going to be, can I drive outside sales that aren't coming from necessarily Amazon and pay-per-click that everyone else has access to? And how can I build my own asset to drive sales? Um, when I want to?
1: Yeah, and I guess my question for you on that one would be, when you say driving uh, the sales outside of Amazon, yeah, I know there's always this debate of do you drive them, those people to Amazon or to your website? You're like I got a Shopify site, mm-hmm. so because yeah. then that gets fulfilled by Amazon, and then yeah. of course you save yourself on the uh, referral fee, yeah. um, and that's sort of the direction that I'm thinking of going when it comes to doing off Amazon stuff, rather than sending more tra- traffic, which may not convert to Amazon.
0: Well, here's the thing if if you it, number one if you're launching products or if you're even early in this and i say you're early in the stages anyway i i think right now you want to get so deeply rooted into their algorithm that i would push as many sales as i could through amazon now okay. with that being said you want to almost like pre-qualify so you wouldn't want to send everyone directly to yeah. your listing one little thing here and actually this was uh, this was uh, recommended by jason bear from uh, uh, he was on our podcast twice i met him at seller summit um, and he runs a fortune 500 company and they basically weren't selling on amazon and he's the one that brought them to amazon and their whole thing is they have their own internal email list and everything of customers they drive a lot of sales through Amazon to get the algorithm kind of like in their favor. So, you know what I mean? Like, so they have the ability to direct people away because they want to make more money, but they know the value in getting uh, themselves rooted inside of that algorithm. So, um, I say, you know, what I would do is I wouldn't necessarily drive them directly to a listing. If you, unless you've already pre-qualified them as they're pretty, they're pretty warm. Like they're, they're pretty close. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can drive them to your store page. Mm-hmm. And if you drive them to your store page, um, you're not going to negatively affect your listing itself because you're going to that one specific that's page. True. They'd have to click into your listing, and then that would hurt your conversion if they didn't convert at that point. point.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, it's a that's little a, buffer. Yeah, it's a good idea, the store page. Because like when I look at my off Amazon sales, it's sort of the conversions based on Google Shopping, actually, I do that, um, mm-hmm. is about... Maybe one percent, sure. Whereas on Amazon, it's dependent on the month, somewhere around, and it's not ideal in my opinion, but around six, seven percent.
0: Um, it's still better than sure. most websites.
1: Yeah, you well, know absolutely. what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. that's why I was wondering, and that's where the question was sort of coming from: is, is it worth me to put them directly to Amazon? I've been, you know, thinking no because if I drop that conversion rate, it's just going to go. Uh, I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was somewhere in inventory at one point it said low conversion rate and I wasn't doing anything special. I don't think it's particularly accurate that whole
0: warning, but, um, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I would look, I would keep an eye on, on the ranking for, you know, your, your certain keywords and then see if that, if that starts to suffer, um, But I would say, I mean, pre-qualifying, I think, is big. Number one, if you're running pay-per-click and you're targeting the right keywords, that's the best you can do there. The second part of that is if you are going to send people, like, let's say you did a contest like we, we do and we teach. It's basically like you run that contest. You have people that you know are interested in this product. And then after they've opted in for either a discount or if they've entered the contest, then from there, we can decide when's the right time to send them over to that listing. Um, The other thing that you might want to do, and this could pre-qualify them too, is if you had um, a Facebook um, video that you created and then you had your product attached down to the bottom of that. Now you send them to that video that explains the product and the use better. And then they are now one click away from buying it inside of that post. Mm -hmm. So it's another way to kind of like give them one more piece before they, they decide to click on your listing. So this way here, you have a better chance of them converting. Yeah. That makes sense. You know what I mean? So I'm a big fan of like pre-qualifying them with either an opt-in, um, or even just driving them to a Facebook post that has that product already there or highlighted in in a video or whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that's what I would do. But I think, I mean, sponsored ad stuff, that's going to be there. Driving external traffic is more what I'm talking about versus yep. you saying like, I want to create another revenue stream off of Amazon. I don't yep. think right now is the time. I think right now your thing is to get rooted as, as deep as possible. Um, and then you can decide you know, to start you know, taking some products and pushing away. And you know, depending on your product, you could build a little mini sales funnel. And then just drive paid ads to a front end. And then from there, you can convert on the back end. There's a whole bunch you can do there too. Once you have a product that, you know, people like, and they're enjoying and it's, it's being used. Um, but one thing at a time, you know, and I think, yeah. I think you're at the place right now where you got to be figuring out how can you drive external, uh, or sales from external traffic on mm-hmm. Amazon, yep. you know, no, that makes sense. And, and I Absolutely. think that, that that'll do you really, really well. Now, are you expecting a fourth quarter bump?
1: Um, based on last year's fourth quarter, it there was a bump. Um, I didn't do anything special on it. Mm. Um, it, it went up, uh, I would say, was it, I think it was double, if I remember correctly. Okay, about 2X. So, okay. And, and, and last year, I was just the one product. So now I've got the five and probably quite a bit more. Well, yeah, probably the other seven will be online by then, too. So they should be. So it could be quite interesting this fourth quarter.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah, it 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 will be, I'm sure. Um now that you especially have you, you have like more little uh you know, more seeds out there if you will. Exactly. You know yeah. and then that'll yeah. lead back to uh to your other products and I think that yeah. that'll do really well. Yeah, that could be really interesting, I think. I haven't been running any
1: lightning deals lately. I tried that for a while, but I didn't find that was particularly paying off.
0: Yeah, I gotta be honest. I mean, the last couple that we've done, we haven't really did that well. And I just think because they're becoming they're becoming the norm now. Right. It's not like a big deal anymore like it used to be.
1: Yeah. And that was it. I found for a while I was doing them even myself too regularly. I was just doing them like pay per click. It was like, okay, another one this week and another one next week and Mm. maybe different products. And I think it just got saturated. And then I stopped doing them. And then I happened to do one because one of my products is a bit of a dud, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was just effectively liquidating it. And um, yeah, it it did, you know, liquidating it naturally did a lot better. But I hadn't, but there was a while when I was trying to liquidate it, it wasn't even moving. But I think it was because I had so many lightning deals at such a frequency. And then I stopped for a while and then put out the same deal. And all of a sudden, there was a lot more people interested in it. Gotcha. Which gives you that false sense of, ooh, maybe it's maybe now it's appealing, but <laughs> I think it's still a dud, so yeah. it's got to go.
0: So what are you doing? Are you just going to discontinue that uh, one completely? I think
1: at the moment I'm just going to let it certainly run out of the stock, um, and I'm not going to place a special order for it. I might get a much smaller quantity if the supplier will do it. Uh, I did order too many. I went to 1000 and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have the long-term storage fees. They weren't even selling within the six months. Oh. So, uh, so, yeah, so it was sort of get rid of it. So maybe I'll do a 500. I think his MOQ has always been 500. So I might do 500 and see if that sells within the sort of six months. Just as another product line, which, like you said, it might not be the one for somebody, but they might go to the other variation. So it might capture their attention and bit of, be a bit of a lead loss, shall we say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's smart. And we've got a couple in the new brand that same thing. I mean, we've got a couple that, uh, you know, they're, they're selling, but not at the clip yeah. that we want them to. And I, I always, I'm, I'm a big flow guy. So it's kind of like if they're, yeah. if they're, if the, if the inventory is sitting there and I could be taking that and investing it into another skew, that could be yeah. a po- potential winner. Uh, yeah. let's do that. So, uh, I love it. Um, all right, man. So let's, let's wrap up. Let me, uh, let me ask you this, uh, you know, for anyone that's listening, that's, uh, that's thinking about getting into this, into this uh, crazy private label world. Um, any bits of advice that you would give someone? What would you give yourself, I guess, as advice as that new person coming in um, That you know from what you know now?
1: Yeah, from what I know now, I mean, the first thing that jumps out is, unfortunately, going back to our pay-per-click conversation is don't get, too keen on optimizing it too soon and too aggressively, because uh, you'll end up in a vicious circle
0: <laughs> where <laughs> you'll,
1: the sales will just go down. And you, you, yes, you'll be saving money, but it's you're going to lose the organic on top of it. Because I think at one point I was like 75 percent organic sales and 20 something. And I was still paying, yeah, the A cost still wasn't great. But as soon as I reduced it, then it went even worse, and it was 50 50. And then it was, yeah, it was really bad. It was like 70 percent PPC at one point and then 30 percent organic so that that was a that vicious circle was a good lesson learned
0: mm, um, that is a big one that is a big that, one.
1: that was huge um beyond that when i think what other bumps i've ran out of inventory twice two three times now that that's going to happen I, I wouldn't sweat it um that's the other thing is you know it, you can recover from it i've done it time and time again now unfortunately so a few times yep. um it, it stings but it's the same process again you know and amazon doesn't doesn't treat you like a new product suddenly because you ran out of stock. I guess it depends maybe on how long you've been out of stock for. Sure, but sure. I seem to be able to climb back up in the top ten of the subcategory pretty quickly. And and I say subcategory, so it's pretty still you know the sort of BSR is around ten to twenty thousand. So gotcha. <clears throat> a little bit below the radar. Um, the other thing, uh, don't panic if your product gets suspended because uh, that's happened a few times. Because what <laughs> this is sort of a bit of a twist actually, but. I did some lightning deals I mentioned and we sold some volumes and then the returns came and of course but the sales went down so all of a sudden your return ratio spikes and then they say oh you're getting higher than your competitors return yeah and then and then you get suspended and then they give you a few sample feedbacks and say well you know sort of let the first time wasn't was a bit more difficult but now that's happened a few times it seems to be automated they just say let let us know how you're doing and you can relist it automatically how you're going to rectify the issues. So, yeah, the first time I was panicking, I was saying, oh, my first product, it's shut down. What am I going to do? And, and, you know, you get through it. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't panic. Now, now when it happens, I'm just like, okay, I'll get to it later today. So I feel a bit more confident of those things. Um, Anything else that really...
0: Trend. And that, that, that's actually happened to us too. We had a, a product that was doing really well. We ran out of inventory and then a few refunds came in and it was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? You're, yeah. you're uh, you know, suppressing our listing and you're not, you know what I mean? Like, so, and then we had to, you yeah. know, obviously you got to call seller support or send a support ticket in and, yeah. and just get that rectified. It's, it's like you said, it, once it happens, you're like, oh, it's kind of like having, you know, your first kid and then having your second kid and the, yep. and the food drops on the floor the first kid. No, 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 don't eat that. Exactly. And then the second one, you're like, just, just dust it off. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, nice. so probably the big things I think that jump out straight off the top. Like I said, the PPC, the uh, this product suspensions. I think, yeah. I mean, maybe they don't happen to everybody, but they certainly happen a few times to me. And yeah, I've gotten used to it. It it, it generally tends to be around refund rates. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So that, that's in
0: Be fact, cautious. Not, Be, there's been yeah.
1: one time where it hasn't been where somebody threw in a comment that it was fake when it wasn't fake. And that was a complete nightmare. But other than that, it's just down to refunds. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I'd, say, I'd, I'd say those are probably the big things, really. It's and yeah. pick the right products, obviously. Do do really invest the time up front, which I'm sure. thankful I did follow in the process at yourself and lay it out along with greg mercer and just really you know i spent three months technically six months if you include all the podcast and research and everything i did before it i even really launched um and spend the time there to really sort of dig into that product and get to know it inside out and how you think it'll do and uh and plan for your worst case scenario which is what i did for the following product because i didn't do the process i thought well even if i don't do 10 by 10 by one if they're five by five by one i'm okay with that
0: right right Right. so um, right i mean what 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 other investment can you do that right Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so you got to look at it like that.
1: And that's pretty much how they performed the the, the subsequent ones. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, Hey well, man, I, I want to thank you for taking time out of your, out of your day. I know you, uh, you're in the, you're in the, the, the process, right. Of a, of a move. I mean, recently. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah no, like I hinted at before. Yeah. We moved from Switzerland to Spain, so we're just Jeez. getting ourselves settled in and, uh, yeah. adapting. It's nice and warm down here, which is nice. Yeah,
0: so. That's really good. So yeah, all right. Well, hey, uh, keep me posted, and yeah. uh, you know, let let me know how things are going. And uh, I, I would just like to uh, to follow up with you, and maybe even get you back on, and we can do an update yep. and, and see where you are, and see how those products did uh, through fourth quarter and beyond. And uh, and we can uh, we can figure it out as we go. Like uh, like I think we're all doing, which is uh, which is why I love having people like you on, and really just uh, just sharing what's uh, you know what's working, what's not, but also that it's not all. It's not all roses, right? I mean, there's, no, there's some ups and downs, not. but that's business. Exactly,
1: that's, that's life, right? It, no, no businesses. If it was that easy, everybody'd be doing it. So exactly, um, yeah, got to find the right one. But and again, I mean, thank you for your time and, and for having me on. It's been a real. Like I said, it's it's really it was a bit surreal to think, Oh, I'm going to talk to the guy I've heard speak to me for 400 times now. <laughs> so so it's kind of cool. So, um, yeah, thanks for your time and for everything that you're doing. I mean, you know, the, with the, the, the podcast in particular and the, in the, the Facebook group, I mean, it's been great the, the amount of effort that you've put into everything out of, you know, this is your whole, the amazing seller has been sort of the backbone of everything that I've been doing really.
0: That's really awesome. I really appreciate that Jason. And, uh, you know, hey, enjoy the move. Enjoy uh, enjoy uh fourth quarter. Keep me posted. And uh, tell Scooby uh, I said goodbye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Thanks, Scott. Have a good day.
0: All right, Jason. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, so I wasn't kidding, right? It's pretty awesome to sit down with another TAS listener. And uh, I just want to say, you guys can all do this. Like anyone that wants to do it, you can do it. And I've said that a lot in the past, whatever you want in life, you can do. If you just want to test this model, you can do it. You don't have to go all in hundred percent, but you can go and test all in, right? You can go out there and get started. And I think Jason is, uh, you know, he's per- he's perfect proof of that. Like he went out there and he said, I'm going to give this thing a, a year. I'm going to go ahead and invest X amount of dollars and we'll see what happens. And now his eyeballs are wide open and he's focusing 100% on this business model. And uh, you can just, you can see and and hear from what he had shared with us that it's it's an ongoing process, but he's learning through this process. Uh, If you guys want to download the show notes to this episode, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 425 and uh, you can grab the transcripts, the show notes, the links, everything will be over there and uh, you're probably going to want to keep this one and listen back because a lot of really good advice, especially when modifying your product and listening to your audience and reading reviews and figuring out even your own reviews and your feedback in order to get a better understanding of what your market wants and what they want that product to be improved uh, as far as, you know, features or benefits or any of that stuff. And you can really kind of work backwards from that. So again, a lot of really great information. I want to thank Jason. Once again, I want to thank all of you that are in the TAS community, which is constantly growing, becoming stronger and just a better resource, uh, for us that are out there in this e-commerce world and, uh, and even just getting our start on Amazon. So definitely go, go check out the Facebook group, theAmazingSeller.com forward slash F is in Frank B as in boy. That's for Facebook. And uh, the other thing I would say is if you guys are brand spanking new and you just heard this one, maybe this one here was shared by someone and you heard it and you're listening to this for the very first time and you see that there's over 400 episodes that talk all about this, which can help you launch your first product, um, I've actually done something for you guys. And that is I created a workshop where I take you through this whole process in just 90 minutes. Okay, And I'll, I'll break down all the phases, all five phases. I'll chunk it down, give you a step-by-step plan, roadmap, if you will, to go through this process. If you're interested in registering for an upcoming workshop, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And I'll see you over there and I'll be there to answer any questions you have during the workshop. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am certainly rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, say it with some energy today, guys. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.